0: Praise the Lord. Well, I really believe God wants to do something for somebody here tonight. You know, I don't know if anybody else could feel it, but while we were up here singing, it's been a long time since I felt this, but it felt like somebody opened up a big jar of warm honey and just poured it all over me. It just felt so great to be in the presence of God. You know what, and this is just a little taste of what God's getting ready to do for this church. Yeah. Sister Pentagrass, what God's done for you is just a little taste of what God's getting ready to do in this church. Praise the Lord. You know, I told Ryan I wouldn't likely hold us more than an hour tonight. I think I've yet to break 30 minutes up here. But that's neither here nor there. I do feel like I have a message and a word. It may just be for myself. And you may find me being just a little bit transparent tonight. God gave me the title for this message quite a while back. And it was just a thought in the back of my mind. And actually, Brother McCall asked me to preach tonight a week ago. So I've been kind of mulling it over in my heart and in my mind kind of praying about it a little bit, wondering what way I should go. And when I come down to the church today to put my notes together and try to figure out which way to go because I felt like, you know, I had something for the church. And I just felt like God hit me and said, no, it's for you. So if nobody else gets anything out of this, me speaking it with my mouth is me preaching it to myself. Jeremiah 6 and 16, we read, says, Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways, and see and ask for the old paths, wherein is a good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. From this passage of scripture tonight, I'd like to talk to us just for a little while about the thought, of taking the road less traveled. Probably when God brought this thought to my mind, like I say, it was probably about a year ago, and people that know me probably know I'm not a real big poetry guy. If it gets beyond roses are red and violets are blue, that's about the extent of my poetry. But occasionally, I do read a poem from now, from time to time. But I read first probably first ro- read Robert Frost's poem, "The Road Not Taken," and I'm not going to read it tonight because I'm not real good at reading poetry. But I'll give you what I got out of out of this out of this writing. And uh, this is how I saw what Mr. Frost had written in this poem. Basically, if you read the poem, you find the narrator is talking and he's standing in the autumn woods. And he finds himself on the path, he finds a fork in the trail. It says one path looked like it had been used pretty good. And the other path was there, but it just wasn't real It wasn't real clear. It was kind of overgrown and whatnot. Perhaps at one time that trail that was overgrown was the main trail that had been taken through that area. But for some reason, over time, people had went the other way. And they didn't want to take the old path anymore. As the narrator pauses at the fork in the road and contemplates which way he should go, He's probably no doubt thinking that if he goes the way everybody else is winning, it'll probably be easier going. Won't be any effort on his part. It'll be clear and easy to go. But as I read the last stanza of the poem, that's what it hit me. It said, and the narrator says, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. And if you'll give me just a minute, I'll make I'll try to make up all this makes sense, what I'm saying. As I sat there and was putting my notes together, I just began thinking about the... I've only been around the church about 30 years. To some people, that's not a very long time. Brother and Sister Anderson's been around it longer than I've been alive. But, you know, I started contemplating and I was talking to God. I said, God, you know, when I first come to church... I can remember times when the prayer meeting in the prayer room spilled out into the congregation and the whole service just went nuts. You know, it never got any farther than the prayer meeting. And the next thing you know, it was 11 o'clock at night before we were all going home. And I remember seeing several times and experiencing it and being part of it and even feeling it myself come to church either dog sick Or see people come to church with a broken bone on crutches or in a wheelchair. And before they left, they were walking out the door. Or before I left, my fever was gone and and I was just healed. And this was as a child, but I can remember it because God touched me. I can remember visitors almost every service. And I'm just contemplating all these things and I said... You know, God, you didn't change what changed. You know, because your scripture says in Hebrews 13 and 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, God, what changed in the church? This is when when he hit me. He said, I didn't change. You changed. You know, some point in time, I got to thinking about it. No, I'm not backslid. I'm still headed toward heaven. But at some time, some point, I got off of the old path. The things that took a little more effort. You know, it become easier now. When I'd see that person, when I walk past a person in the store, when I'd feel like God would speak to me and say, "Invite that person to church." I'm not going to invite them to church. You'll think I'm crazy. And so I just walked by on my way. And it became easier over time when somebody at work would come up to me and say, Randy, I really want you to pray for me. Instead of saying, well, let's agree right now in prayer, I'd say, well, I'll have the church pray for you. Just because it was simply easier. Didn't want to make a scene. You know, and I. Then I found it easier sometimes in church when God would tell me to do something I'd say no God I I can't do that. Kind of what Sister McCall was talking about this morning back in the prayer room the can't won't and the don't. That hit me. God speaks and you say God I can't. Or God tells you to do something and say God I won't or I don't want to. He told me I had got off the road less traveled you know I found it easy when God would do stuff for me I share it with you guys when I tell you what God has done for me because you won't think I'm nuts y'all won't think I'm crazy but you know sometimes when you start telling somebody out in the world about something God's done for you some of them look at you a little weird but you know what Sometimes it's what those people need to hear. You know, when God does something for you, He doesn't do it for you just to keep it to yourself. He does it for you to share what He's done with the rest of the world. You know, you share it with your brothers and sisters, and they'll shout with you and say, yeah, that's great. But if we don't ever let the world know what God has done for us, how are they ever going to know the life-changing experience they can have in the church. You know, I'm just going to stand up here and I'm going to ask the church to just forgive me because I haven't obeyed when God said, go tell that one that God's got to work for them and God's going to use them in a mighty way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen anymore. You know, when I feel like doing something in the service, and I thought, no, they're going to look at me like I'm stupid. It's not going to happen anymore. Because you know what? Since the first of the year, there has been a difference in the atmosphere in this church. There has been an expectation in the air, like a feeling of electricity, And it was just confirmed tonight when I felt that feeling. It felt like warm honey all over the top of my head to the soles of my feet. It's been years since I've felt that feeling. But you know what? I'm feeling it now because we're on the brink of something great, something mighty. And I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I'm going to take the road less traveled. I'm going to get back on the road that I got off of somewhere along the way because i become too busy. i become too tied up. You know what? I'm going to make time for God. And I'm, going to, I'm not going to be a hindrance and I'm not going to stand in the way of what God's going to do. You know, God can move around you and He can move over you and He can move under you. But why not let Him move through you? Let's get on that road. less traveled. What do you say? Let's see God move. Let's see God fill people with the Holy Ghost. Let's see God work miracles like we used to see. You know, I've been feeling it for a while, and I don't know if anybody else has or not. But we're on the brink of something great. Hallelujah. You know, if we could all stand, and if Brother Ryan could come to the music. I told you I wouldn't keep you any more than an hour tonight. But you know, sometimes I feel like I'm probably not the only one that God's been talking about getting on the road less traveled. You know what I mean about the road less traveled? It's a little more dedication than I've had. A little more Bible reading than I've had. You know, a little more obedience when God speaks. When God wakes me up at 3 o'clock in the morning and it feels that nudge to get down and pray instead of rolling back over and saying, no, I've only got two more hours before i got to go to work. I'm going to try to be more obedient. And if you feel like God's calling you tonight to, to walk the road less traveled, I would invite you to come down to this altar tonight and with me make a dedication to walk the road less traveled You know, the pastor and pastor's wife can't do it by themselves, church. It's going to take all of us together working in tandem with God to see revival come. And it's coming.